Welcome to episode four of the third series of the Rock and Road Pod. This is Leona Graham. This week I try out the MG ZS EV, described by MG as the first truly affordable, family-friendly electric car. I speak to Neil Bentley, a former radio DJ and now founder of a cool new form of music art called ArtZap. And we talk to my son Harley on his 12th birthday. But first, the car review. I'm currently on the A23 dual carriageway and I've spent a lot of time on this A23 recently going between London and Brighton. Part of it is the M23 as well. So uh, what I've discovered with all these cars I've been trying out is that they've all got a lot of gadgets which help you and stop you from speeding. And this MG is no exception. This is an MG ZS EV. It's an electric vehicle. Now the MGs are now of course made in China and some might think well is it all going to be cheaply made so far my experience of this that is not the case there are some wonderful gadgets here that have come with the car that I've had in much higher-end cars and this is an affordable SUV especially an electric vehicle as well in this price range this particular model I'm driving is 28595, but I think you can get them starting at 26,000. Obviously this one's got all the extras because it's the press car and they want you to be impressed. But I'm on the motorway right now and this car is actually driving itself. It's got some features that the Tesla has got. I didn't even see this at first, but there's another stick behind the indicator. And I was trying to set up the speed limiter which I desperately need these days because there are so many speed cameras on this road and it's very easy to slip over the speed limit. So I use these speed limiters now. And I found this amazing one on this, which I've set the speed limit at 70. It's also got a lane control. So I'm holding onto the steering wheel, but if I was to let go, it veers you back into your lane. And I can feel it just tugging now as I'm slightly pulling out of the lane, it just tugs you back, which is fantastic. Um, so not only does it limit, I've actually got my feet away from the accelerator and the brakes right now because it also brakes as well as accelerates. So it sticks you in the speed limit you want to be in. And I found this fantastic. Initially, when I started driving these cars with all these extra features, I thought it would make me lazy or less attentive to the road. Actually, it's the opposite. I can really focus on the road and let the car take some of the strain out of the journey. It's making me less tired doing all this motorway driving I've been doing recently. And I think that's a good thing, obviously. So this is a full electric vehicle and I left for Brighton in it this morning when it was charged to 80%. And it's 50 miles from my house to Brighton and I'm on my way back now and I've still got another 51 miles left to go on the clock. So that's really, really good. The distance you can go on one charge is actually quite high. I think it's about 170. It has Android Auto, Apple CarPlay, and all of the features you would expect in the infotainment center in the middle. There's no gear stick, it's a gear circle, which you can flick between R, neutral, and drive. Comes with aircon. That's not on a screen, that's actual buttons, which I don't mind at all. The wing mirrors have an alert system to let you know if there is a car coming up into your blind spot. Um, there's a little orange light that comes on on the wing mirror when somebody's approaching, which I think is great. I've always been paranoid about blind spots. 
This is MG's first electric vehicle and one of the most popular cars under their latest ownership. You can get a government plug-in car grant as well if you buy one of these, which will reduce the price. And this is actually one of the most affordable EVs on the UK market. And what's good about this, it's not tiny like a lot of them. This is an SUV size. It's nice and chunky, which I like. Talking of which, I can see the bonnet. I really like it when cars do that. I don't like it when they sort of disappear. You can really see the bonnet and it comes into lovely sort of points on each side. And as this is an SUV and it's a bit more family orientated, there are more advanced safety features that come as standard on all trim levels, which I think is impressive. And they include active emergency braking with pedestrian and bicycle detection. Very handy indeed. Lane Keep Assist, which is what I'm using right now with Lane Departure Warning System. So have they cut corners on the interior? How have they kept the price so low? Well, it doesn't look like it. It's all leather. It's got some chrome accents around the grills. I've got steering wheel controls on the volume. Various different menus. I can answer the phone on the steering wheel. It's got heated seats. I can't actually see where they've made cutbacks. It's even got a full sunroof. I wonder how far that opens. Let's have a look. You are kidding me. Wow, wow, wow. I've opened the sunroof, I just press one button and it's opened the roof right back and then put some kind of screen over the top. So you've got all the fresh air, but without sort of bugs flying in. Love it. It's freaking the dog out though. It's okay, Skylar, sit down. I've closed it now, Skylar, lie down. She didn't like that at all. <laughs> I'm really impressed with this car. If I was going to go electric, this is certainly one to consider. If you want an SUV, you want to be green, you want to try out an electric car with all the latest gadgets, I highly recommend it. I'm whizzing around some country lanes now and experiencing it from that perspective. And uh, one thing you have to get used to with these electric vehicles is that when you take your foot off the accelerator, as you would do um, in a petrol car, as you're approaching a corner, the engine still sort of whirs away and you just lose a slight, slight smidgen of acceleration. You take your foot off the accelerator here and it feels like you're dramatically braking because of course it runs completely differently. So that takes a bit of getting used to. But uh, this is planted on the road very nicely, gripping very well, taking the corners exceptionally well, not leaning over too much. And because I can see the front corners of the bonnet, I can see if I'm gonna fit past, you know, this bit of hedge and that tractor. And it gives me a really good indication of how wide the car is. Oh, that was close. <laughs> there was a Mini, of all things, a Mini coming towards me on a road that is really not quite wide enough for two cars. Uh, they didn't slow down at all, so I had to sort of hang in the hedge there, but it was fine. Can you hear that noise? There is a little bit of engine noise. It's not totally silent, so that's quite good. It feels very powerful. You know, I'm just putting my foot down now and it's accelerating nicely. I'm struggling to find anything bad to say about this car. I'm not deliberately trying to find something bad. It's just that when I said to a car um, nerd, shall we call him, friend of mine, that was driving an MG, he said, oh, there'll be loads wrong with that. It's, it's Chinese, it's cheaply made. 
I'm sorry, but I've got to contradict him because there is nothing wrong with this so far. I'm really enjoying it. Did I mention the alloy wheels as well? Huge, lovely alloys in silver and black, which is really great detailing. Pictures on my Instagram at Rock and Road Pod. So just to recap those prices, I drove the exclusive model at £28,500. There is the Excite model as well from £26,000. And those prices are after deducting the government grant of £3,500. When I was comparing it to the Tesla and all the driving assistance I received, that is called the MG Pilot Driver Assistance Suite. I can highly recommend trying that out because it was fantastic. And the range on it is 163 miles. The braking I was describing when you take your foot off the accelerator is called regenerative braking. So it actually charges up the battery when you are braking, which is pretty impressive. And this comes as standard on all electric vehicles. And if you did want to have full peace of mind and perhaps you were worried about the reputation that MGs have got, uh, like one of my friends, listen to this. MGs now offer a seven year slash 80,000 mile warranty on this EDS EV, and it applies to the battery as well. Not only that, it's fully transferable to future owners. So if you had one for two years, you can sell it and say it's still got five years left on its warranty. So I think that puts to bed any worries about quality. Welcome to the podcast, Neil Bentley from ArtZap. Hi, Neil. Hi, Leona. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is really cool. You're very welcome. Now, Neil, you were, of course, a radio DJ for many years. Where would we have heard you? Uh, well, we, it all kind of started back in 1991. So you would have heard me on Power FM in 91. You would have heard me uh, Horizon Radio and Milton Keynes. Yeah, I'm going through my whole uh, portfolio right now, <laughs> Look, Leona. Go on, do it. Um, w- went to B97 in Bedford, North Ants Radio, then up to TFM in Middlesbrough, down to Galaxy 105 in Leeds. I was there for about six years. Then to Capital in London, but one and four in the afternoon I did for a couple of years. And then Heart Drive Time uh, for about six years. So, oh, wow. Um, Heart Drive yeah. Time was the longest one, was it? Actually, I think Galaxy was, to be honest. Um, Galaxy, my love of dance music was, you know, it's a huge passion, um, especially that at that point in my life, but also continues through now. Um, so, yeah, that was um, that was six and a half years, I think, from about 97, 98 through to about 2003. Wow. And even though I'm a radio DJ, can I just say that you really sound like a radio DJ? Oh, God. <laughs> No, you sound like a radio DJ, so let's not... <laughs> we both sound like DJs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's try and talk normally. I can't. I okay. Can't. This is just the way I talk. Um, and me. <laughs> so funny. Now, Neil, you have started something else. You've you've moved away from radio. You've got several mm. businesses on the go, but one of them really caught my imagination. It's called ArtZap. Can you tell me about that one? Yeah, of course I can. So, um, as I was saying, my love of music, especially with house music and stuff, um, and my love of art, wanted to always come together. I was always thinking about a way to bring them together. It was kind of over the past year and a half that with QR codes that people are using now, we could use QR codes in an artistic way in art to be able to point people to music and it wouldn't cause us any problems with copyright it wouldn't cause us any problems with any sort of plagiarization or anything like that so it was something that we just kind of thought up on the spot to be honest it started with talking about toilet books um, we were like oh do you know what we should do we should do some toilet books but how are we going to do that and then um, it kind of metamorphosized into this kind of art where we then show an artist as like an iconic 
cassette but what we do is we dress up that cassette to make it look like the artist we put the qr code in there and the, the clever thing about the qr code is that we created a piece of tech which allows us to update an already printed qr code so it means that we can schedule where that qr code goes for the viewer so if you've got something up in your like like you have in your yeah. wonderful place in brighton yeah if you go down there and, and you just take your mobile phone whether it be android or ios um, and you scan it with your normal camera qr code readers are now baked into cameras so you just scan it and it will take you to a link whether that be spotify or whether that be mixcloud soundcloud podcasts wherever um, and the cool thing is that we can then update that so we can schedule that to change maybe in 24 hours maybe in five minutes maybe in two weeks how often so do you change them uh, it depends on different uh, pieces of art, really. Um, so some of them that are more genre-specific and not kind of artist-specific, we'll look at changing that maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks. If it's something that we're doing kind of like special where we're saying um, here's a bit of inspiration from a particular artist every single day, we'll actually update that every day. So someone will come down, see the piece of art, scan it, and it will take them to a different YouTube video, podcast, piece of music every single day and wow. I know that you're not necessarily going to do that every day so we wanted to make sure that the art really stood out and, and was kind of you know yeah, who really did cool. the art side of it then was that yours that someone else that's us so um, oh, right, okay. yeah I, I'm very lucky to have a, a wonderful team of artists um, in some of my other businesses so um, yeah so sort of summarize what you've got then because I've got two mm. of these up in the Brighton Rock House Instagram at Brighton Rock House and um, one of them is of Madonna and one of them mm. is David Bowie and it's mm. basically a cassette tape piece of artwork and then there's an impression of Bowie or Madonna by an obvious sort of picture of them so for example yeah. the Madonna one's got a bit of a, her 80s hair and the Bowie one's got that kind of zigzag correct yeah and, um, and that's that's the same for everything so if we've got Sia then we do Sia's kind of blonde bob on the top or if you do Michael Jackson then we'll do his curly hair and his gloves and it's you know so something yes yeah, so you really can recognize who it is yes. and then you'll see so you're drawn into the art then you see a QR code and if, if they hadn't <laughs> spoken to you or heard this you would just go think oh what's that and then next yeah. thing you know you found the music in my case it would be a playlist of Madonna or a playlist of Bowie yeah, absolutely. And I think that it only works really nowadays because I, I've, I've been playing with QR codes in my head for a few years. And um, up until 2020, when we were encouraged to use QR codes for track and trace, I don't think QR codes really took off. I, I, I think it was a, a situation where people kind of, well, a lot of people knew what they did, but they were like, well, why do I have to scan it? And, and most of the phones as well needed a third party scanner. Yeah, yeah. And Do you know so, what I think is really exploded with QR codes is um, because of the COVID thing, because everywhere mm -hmm. you go now, you have to do the QR code, get the menu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. And, and and that's the interesting thing, that a lot of these people using those QR codes are just using single-use QR codes. So it might go to a web page, which you can update. Sure, that's cool, because that wouldn't really be single-use. But you couldn't divert somebody to another location. So I thought that was quite a cool thing to do if we could create it. And we got a digital team in-house, so while they had some you know spare time we actually created that system so that means that i can go in there create a qr code and then push it off to wherever it needs to go yeah um, so where can they buy what's the instagram and what's the website um you can buy it um from uh, etsy so if you go and search uh, art zap shop on etsy you can buy it there you can buy it via artzap.co which is our website so you can buy through shopify there um we do have some things coming up where i think we've actually 
in inverted commas, infiltrated shopping TV. And so we've been, <laughs> uh, we've been notified by shopping TV. And it's quite weird because I still do a lot of voiceovers for infomercials, which get shown on shopping TV. So it's going to be a bit strange that um, we're going to have a couple of slots on there where we've been identified as something that, that people will buy off TV. So at the moment, it's very, very small. It's just like, you know... And if you wanted to some... have a quick look, what's the Instagram? Yeah. Um, it's at artzap. Um, okay, dot co. Really so if you yeah, if you find that it's it's really simple to look through. At artzap.co. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well anyway, I, I just thought it was really cool. So um Thank I you. definitely thought it was worth talking to you about that. But while you're here, Neil, mm. I noticed from your own Instagram that you quite like cars. I do like cars, yeah. So what do you drive? I don't know how you're gonna take this because I know that you're a petrol head. Um I drive a Tesla Model 3, long range. Well, I've been driving loads of electric vehicles for oh, the good. podcast. Good, good. Um, so I'm getting more and more into them. And I did have a go mm. on a Tesla for a week, so that was good fun. Um, what is your dream vehicle then, Neil? Um, well, it's a funny one because I think before I got the Tesla, so the Tesla actually I got in December. Before the Tesla, I would have said my dream vehicle, which was going to be a next purchase, was either a 718 Porsche or a 911. So that that's was where I was going. I'd already test driven a couple of Porsches and I was like, yeah, okay, this is fine. I went and tried a Tesla because someone told me I had to. And it was kind of like a, yeah, you need to do this not only for your business and the great ideas that it, it can it can offset tax and everything, but it's a really good car. And I was like, okay, fine. I wasn't really into electric cars. This is a serious point. Within 60 seconds, I bought it. What? Yeah. I... I kind of put my foot down um, as soon as I left the car park at Tesla just to see what everybody was talking about. Yeah. And the kind of talk and the, and the generation of speed between 0 and 60 was just ridiculous. <laughs> it left my soul behind. And I was like, yeah, this is probably the car for me. And I, I didn't get that with a Porsche, even though Porsches are bulletproof. Did, fan- you, did you try built. the electric Porsche, though? No, I mean, well, you see, a t- see, a Taycan is is very expensive, very, very expensive, and hugely, you know, performance based. An amazing car, I, I totally get it, but the range isn't that good. And I, I think that yes, while you look uh, at the performance of an electric vehicle, and that's why you kind of go for it, probably over that is the range. You need to make sure that this vehicle can be a daily vehicle that you can use, and also the electric network is built so you can actually charge when you need to charge. When I'm saying this, I feel like a bit of an electric nerd. Honestly, before December last year, I couldn't care less about electric vehicles. I'm going to be totally honest. I was, I had a Tiguan R-Line. I really loved it. It was the power um, that drew you then, that test drive. Yeah, thought, it was. It. Yeah, it was. And, th- and then it was everything else about it afterwards, learning about, you know, the tech and... Um, Not paying for petrol. Well, actually not paying for electric. <laughs> Can you believe this? So two things. One, I've got a wall charger put in. You can actually put it into something like I've got with Octopus Energy Agile, where they actually pay you to take electric off the grid. Wow. So you can actually end up paying for it. They pay you to drive your vehicle. Now, I haven't actually done that a lot because um, it got to January after I've charged my car a couple of times. And I realized that when I was charging it at superchargers, it wasn't actually charging me. And I was, it was charging the car, but it wasn't actually charging yeah, me financially. I had a Honda E for a week, and we mm-hmm. put it on a supercharger, and there was no cost, and we thought, oh, I never worked out why. It's because lovely Elon Musk gave me one year free supercharging, unlimited. And I was like, what? I looked in my Tesla account, and was like, why is this here? 
Some apparently sometimes they just kind of throw it in. And um, okay, now can you go right back to the beginning, Neil? What mm-hmm. was your first car? Nothing like a Tesla. A Ford <laughs> Escort Mark II orange. Same as um, well, not the colour, but I had a Ford Escort Mark II to start oh, with. Mate, how good were they? I mean, oh, no. Uh, it kind of broke down um, most of the time, but it looked really good. So a mechanic, my dad bought it for me and it was about 350 quid and I bought it in Portsmouth. And, um, you know, it was kind of my, it was my pride and joy. It was my first car, you know, it was the car that I kind of tried to, you know, romance girls in. That didn't go very well, <laughs> especially orange. It, it was just, a, it was just looking back at it, a, a really fantastic car. But, but like I said, it did, it looked aesthetically fantastic, but maybe the mechanics wasn't, as great as it was it broke down a lot um but not as much as yours lasted uh, longer than mine then because i i crashed mine unfortunately did you yes i I drove it into a pillar oh no i didn't no no, mine mine kind of survived but the Vauxhall astra belmont with a boot didn't but let's not talk about that (laughs) we won't go into the Vauxhall astra belmont then um neil it's great to talk to you um thank you for joining me on the podcast we'll definitely look at art zap so instagram at artzap.co perfect and um um, we'll we'll put all the pictures on instagram as well thank you brilliant thanks leona have a great day So, a very special occasion on the podcast today because today, Wednesday the 7th of July, it is... Drum roll, please. Thank you for slapping my back. Um, it is Harley Graham's 12th birthday today. Happy birthday, Harley. Hello. Thank you very much. So, how's it all going and, and you know, what's happening on your 12th birthday? Uh, I'm, I'm growing older, obviously. Just saying. Okay, yes, you are advancing in years. What else? Um, probably going to take over the uh, podcast and uh, radio station soon. Not this again. <laughs> that was true, though, isn't it? Look, have you got, we haven't had many of these this series, Harley's Life Philosophy. They used to be called Lockdown Life Philosophies, but let's ditch the lockdown part now. So do you have a philosophy? Uh, yes, I do. Harley's Life Philosophies. So... Um, why is it that being down for something and being up for something means the same thing? Oh, what do you mean? So, like, being down for something, like, oh, I'm down to go on that roller coaster with you, and I'm so up to go on that roller coaster with you. You're quite right, Harley. Up and down meaning the same thing. Harley's life philosophies. Okay, so uh, how are we going to be celebrating your birthday? We'd like to share it with everybody. So, um, on the weekend, um, I'm going to Brighton with some of my friends and um, I'd just like to clarify to any of my friend, other friends who are not going that I was only allowed three people. <laughs> so, don't don't be like, well, you didn't invite me, so I'm not going to invite you. Yeah, so I, I'm taking Harley down um, and I said I'm not taking more than two of your friends. He managed to stretch it out, so there's now three friends, so four in total, just me and four 12-year-olds. So, please send me some of your sympathy because it's going to be a weekend of hell for me. Um, But uh, we're going down to Brighton Rock House, Instagram, at Brighton Rock House. Um, And please keep me company on my Instagram, at Leona Graham DJ, this weekend. So we're going to go on the pier, aren't we? What else? Uh, So on Friday, um, after, like, school, we're all going to come back to um, my house and we're going to go straight to Brighton. And then when we get there, we're going to, like, um, chill in the... 
Brighton House and get maybe like a pizza or something and just have a Friday night. And then on Saturday, we're going to um, go to the pier and um, do like loads of stuff. And then uh, we're going to stay up like really late and like one o'clock and stuff. And then um, <laughs> on Sunday, we're going to go to like, um, we might, if it's not raining or anything and the weather's nice, we're going to go to the Brighton Heart or Shed or whatever it's called. Beach Heart. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're going to go down there and have lots of fun down it's there. It's not well. a shed. <laughs> it is, it's literally it's, a shed. It's made of concrete. So? Anyway, so, yeah, uh, Saturday, Brighton Pier, we're going to go on all the rides. Um, you're not, you're going to go on one. Yeah, I'm going to be sit- like, woohoo, I'm doing all the rides because I'm fun too to Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to do a ride just for Instagram purposes, but the rest of the time I'm going to sit on a bench with a book and let you lot do your thing. And then Sunday, uh, yes, we're going to go to the beach hut. So um, that's our weekend. Um, expect me to have no voice left on Monday and be extremely worn out when you listen to my show Monday morning. Um, but that's it for this week. It's all about Harley's birthday celebrations, isn't it, Harley? Yeah, it's all about me. So, like, uh, you know, you guys should be, like, transferring, like like money like to me <laughs> like maybe if like you i gave you my email like you could i do worry about your the size of your ego <laughs> no i do every... worry about the size of your head i mean every... it's, you should call a doctor or something i think you need surgery not gonna lie You're every single podcast big. it's it's just you and your massive <laughs> ego i know um but uh, lovely to have a bit of confidence but um anyway so harley is 12 today and the celebrations have begun Now, I'd like to recommend a classic album this week, and it's a Van Morrison album called It's Too Late to Stop Now, recorded in the summer of 1973. Now, if you want to listen to a live album and imagine you are at the concert and enjoy all the highs and lows of that, this is the album for you. Listen to it in its entirety from start to finish and really experience it because this is the most moving, uplifting live album I've ever heard. Check it out now. Van Morrison, it's too late to stop now. New albums out this week. Jimmy Barnes has got one out called Flesh and Blood. Out next week is Inhaler's album called It Won't Always Be Like This. I've been playing their new single actually and I mentioned today on my show that you might notice a slight resemblance in sound to U2 because the lead singer is Bono's son called Eli Hewson. So that album is called Inhaler, It Won't Always Be Like This. That one's out July the 15th. Plus, coming out in August is Brian May's debut solo album as a reissue, which I talked to him about. I also talked to him about what car he drives, and he's going to feature on a future episode of the Rock and Road Pod. Well, thank you so much for listening once again to the Rock and Road podcast, especially if you made it all the way to the end. An extra bonus point for you. Please do follow me on Instagram at Rock and Road Pod for all the photographs from the episode and for any questions you may have as well. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much to my editor, Ross Hoare. Catch you next time at Rock and Road Pod. (laughs) 